Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. 2019 is here, which means New Year's Eve has come and gone. If you or a loved one or someone you know made that bad mistake of drinking while driving, well, it was really dumb to do it on a holiday. Really, really dumb to do it on a holiday. I mean, I'm not saying it's smart anytime, but it's extra dumb on a holiday. The good news is Marcos Garza and his team are East Tennessee's premier DUI defense lawyers. Before you say guilty, before your loved one says guilty, before your friend that you know says guilty, tell them to say Garza. GarzaLaw.com, 865-540-8300. If you would like to set up a consultation, those are free. Tell them you listen to the podcast, and Marcos will take even extra better care of you. I mean, I think he's going to take care of you even if you don't say you didn't uh, listen to the podcast, but it only helped me out. So just do me a favor since you were dumb enough to get caught drinking while driving. Also, if you need a personal injury or a criminal defense lawyer, he does those too. All right, this upcoming episode, hopefully the audio sounds better. We made some changes here. It was a little bit extra work, but I think it was worth it. Seth and I talk about a lot of things. Also, on this iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud feed, I'm going to start popping up more random podcasts. I'll title them, let you know what they're about. If you don't, if you aren't interested by them, uh, don't listen to them. Download them if you want. Keep my numbers looking good, but just fast forward right through it and uh, hang up. Whatever you got to do. Coming soon in the next couple of days, I'll start reliving and rewatching season one of True Detective. I made it through four seasons last night. Got my notes ready to go. Going to talk about that. So uh, if you want to watch along with me, catch up. Talk to me. If you just want to relive it, listen to it. I don't care. We'll do whatever you want to do. Anyway, let's get to the episode. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to the unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his haircut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch. It's a double, double dip. Me and Will Warren just did a basketball podcast. You probably see that right there on your iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud feed. Uh, Me and Will Warren talked a lot about Tennessee basketball. But now me and Seth Hughes are going to uh, give you another bonus edition starting off 2019 on the right foot. Seth Hughes joins us in Alabama. Seth, happy new year, my brother. The first time we have spoken uh, in, in 2019. Happy new year, my brother. I love you dearly. I love you. I was happy to see you. You were the, you were the bright spot on an otherwise sad, sad Sunday when my Titans – Took an L. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. I hate that Mariota didn't get to play. I think it would have mattered. I don't know if they could have won. That last interception Gabbert had was just a killer. It was right in front of us, too. We, we were sitting in that end zone, so we, we, saw, we could see the play developing. Yeah. And I actually got excited because the, the, the Titans had an open receiver. 
And I was like, this is about to be a big play. We're about to tie this thing up. And the next thing I knew, the Colts were running the other way. Yeah, like, you're so much better at watching football than I am and, like, seeing what is about to happen and, like, the strategy and such. And so when that play was unfolding, I was just watching Gabbert scramble. And then, like, right as he threw it, you started getting excited and yelling. And I was like, oh, baby, here we go. And then next thing you know, that dude snags it for the Colts. And it was just like... Man, the Titans had things rolling for them at that point. I mean, I feel like the Colts were way better. They just did some really dumb stuff, that, and that the Titans took advantage when they did dumb stuff. I don't know. I don't know how much better they were. Like I feel I mean, with Gabbard, obviously. Like I do feel like the Titans would have won with a Mariota at eighty-five or ninety percent. Now, obviously, if he wasn't going to be effective at all, then the Titans probably still don't win. But I thought that game was there for the winning, man. I just thought they'd done – I thought the Titans did too much dumb dumb stuff. Yeah. I or agree. just couldn't just couldn't get out of their own way, I guess. Yeah, sometimes I felt like the Colts just – it was like the Colts were just kind of sleepwalking in a way. And I say that, and, like, Andrew Luck was unreal. But, like, they just – it could have been a lot worse, I felt like. Probably. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, if, if they don't throw the pick six – if they don't throw the pick six, you know, in the second quarter, then yeah, it probably is a thirty-one to thirteen blowout. Which I mean, granted, it still ended up being ugly on the final score, but it was a you know one possession game. Titans had the ball, driving to tie. But yeah, like it, them allowing the Titans back in it with that pick six definitely uh, made it a game. Whereas it could have easily been a a big blowout. So I see what you're saying there, but. When Stalker scored that touchdown, I was like, okay. Like, I thought, like, it seemed to me Vrabel's strategy was like, kind of, these guys are better than us, but as long as we can get to the end of the game, down seven, down three, then hey, let's just see what happens. We're at home. And I thought, it looked like it was actually going to be a pretty good strategy um, because the coach, I mean, the Titans just kept playing field position. Which, like, it was early in the third quarter, and I was like, they should go for this. Like, on a fourth down at, like, midfield, I was like, they need to go, right? And he's like, you were like, yeah, I would. I was like, go for it. But, like, Vrabel just kept pinning them deep. And I thought it was going to work well, out. The Titans have a good punter. And, like, he came, he came to play. It was like him and Jayon Brown. Those were the only guys I felt like came to play. And... He did keep them pinned deep, which helped the defense, obviously. Shout out to uh, the guy sitting next to us who was fed up with Seth Hughes. He did not like Seth Hughes. I, I have no idea what happened. That guy did not like you at all. He uh, he left, and it was before the game was out of hand. Like, he left at halftime. He didn't he, come he back could, at halftime. And, like, he, he was... Could not, he could not get away from you fast enough, which, keep in mind, it was a, a seven-point game at halftime, and he could not get away from you fast enough. So, for, like, anybody that doesn't know me truly well, like, if there's one thing in this world that I absolutely cannot stand, like, if there's one thing more than any other that I'm a diva, I'm, a, I'm prissy about, it's, for whatever reason, my hands being sticky. I cannot stand my hands being sticky. And... They got sticky in the first half after I ate some chicken fingers with honey mustard because I didn't get any napkins. I feel like that was a bad decision. I I feel like you can't go honey mustard, fries, and chicken fingers 
if you hate being sticky because you're guaranteed to be sticky. Well, no. With all that sauce no, on. No, I wasn't sauce. sticky. I wasn't sticky because I, I very carefully and lightly and cautiously took the bottle of water I had bought and I, I poured it over my hands into, into my drink tray. And I made sure that none spilled. I even asked him. I said, none spilled on you, right? And he said, no. I said, okay, I'm sorry. I just, I, I really cannot stand being sticky. He was looking at me as that was going on with hatred in his eyes. The only reason I ever said anything to him, like, because I knew I didn't spill any on him. I was just trying to be polite, was because I saw how he was looking at me. And I'm just like, dude, like, what are you looking at? Like, I'm not getting any on you. I'm not... I'm not in your space. I thought we were gonna. I thought I thought we were gonna have to fight. I was ready to fight. I thought I was gonna have to defend your honor there because that guy was staring a hole through you. He was ready to kill you. He he wanted to kill you. Another thing he didn't like was every time the Colts would get a penalty, I would start yelling that the Colts were cheating. It got to the point where you had to ask him if he was a Colts fan because that's how icy it was. He was a Colts fan. He I don't care what he said he had to be because he wasn't cheering for the Titans. I just don't think he was a fan of Seth Hughes. Well, that might be true. But the Colts were cheating. He, Yeah, he didn't like me. Whatever. Hey, not everybody's going to like me. Not everybody's going to like me. I've always said I've always said there's no in-between with Seth Hughes. You either love or you hate. Well, this guy hated you. you this guy was not a fan. You can't be lukewarm. But it is You got to feel, feel something. Yeah, you got to feel something. And he felt disdain. And that's fine. It is what it is. I ain't losing sleep over it. I mean, you pouring the water on your hands into... I didn't know you did it into the cup tray. That That's a little weird. Well, no, I was making sure, like... Like, I feel like you could have done it between your legs. I like, did, I pull... did, into the cardboard cup tray that my food came in. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I was thinking, like, the cup holder in the seat. No, like, my card, my cardboard okay. cup tray that... Okay, okay, okay. That, that's different. Yeah, that that's the move you gotta go. Because, like, that way Although, it's not gonna splash off the concrete. It's just gonna be absorbed by the cardboard. Yeah, that guy was a diva. Like, I wish I wish I'd have been paying more attention because I would have uh, tried to stir things up. Like I just because me and you, me and you would have beat him and his friends ass. Yeah, I mean it's like you said. What did you say? I should have told him. Does he want the graveyard or the hospital? <laughs> you should have held up two fists at him and asked him. Held up your left hand, said, "This is the hospital, and this bad boy on the right. That's the uh, that's the graveyard. Which one you want, buddy?" Oh, that would have been. All time great, and let him pick his let him pick his own fate. Let him decide which one he wants. Everyone has a choice. That was that man's. Does he want to go to the hospital from a left hand from Seth Hughes, or does he want to go to the grave from a right hand from Seth Hughes? That would have been all time. The guy that sat Instead, the guy that sat beside you was awesome, though. That old man was ready to go, and that's why I was confident that we would have beat him up because that guy had our back, he, and he was wearing one of those. He was wearing one of those long Carhartt jackets. He had on what you said, Carhartt peacoat. <laughs> that's how I knew he. That's a how Carhartt, I knew he, he had meant like a business. Carhartt trench coat. That's how I knew and he meant business. And every time I would yell that the Colts were cheating, he would yell, "Colts are cheating!" That guy was awesome. He was ready to go, and his wife, she, uh, she, fu- she fully supported him and our friendship. So she would have had our back too. That guy was cool. He was one of us. But, you know. All that being said, I don't know that I have ever driven through harder rain than I did Sunday night coming back. Oh, yeah, no, I I, I didn't do it. I stayed. 
my my girlfriend was at her friend's house because she's from Nashville. So I went to pick them up, and she asked me to bring something in, and I had a change of clothes with me anyways because I knew it was going to rain. So I was like, I'm going to change, right? I'm not going to drive soaking wet. So I go in to his house, which, by the way, is like one of the nicest houses I've ever been in. Not like a mansion or anything, but just like the design in it. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Kabir. Great interior designer. Uh, felt very uh, comfortable in there. So I go change, and then I sit down on his couch, and they're trying to, he's trying to talk us out. of like, hey, you don't want to drive home. It's pouring rain. You've been drinking, which I would quit drinking you know, before the game. So I was on four hours of not drinking. So I was fine, but I was tired. And once I sat on that couch and I looked at that rain, I was like, you know what? Screw this. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go lay down in your guest room and go to sleep. So I was like, I'm, you texted me, and I was half asleep, so I didn't text back. But you're asking how the drive was. And I was like, buddy, I'm not driving back. I am laying in bed. But then I had to wake up at 7 a.m. the next yeah, morning. Yeah, like, ago. you know, I, because I was – because, like, there's – you know, every once in a while you get in a rain where, like, you cannot be on your phone while you're driving. And I'm like – I. I you know, after my car wreck, I've tried to be better about that, even though I wasn't on my phone during my car wreck. But just because I've seen now how anything can happen, yeah, in a, in no, a, for sure. in a vehicle. So, but did I tell you about me running into somebody while I while, while I was on my phone? No. Yeah, I, I was at a red light or like a traffic situation. I don't even know if it was a red light because we were too far away. But yeah, I ran into the back of a van. Because I was looking at my phone. I like looked down to do something on my phone. And next thing I knew, I had you know rolled into a guy doing about four or five miles per hour. And I dented the back of his van. And he just sat there. And then you know the traffic started moving again. And he eased up. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to ease up. Because we were at a crowded intersection. So I was like, I'm not going to stop and get out here mm-hmm. if we can help it. So we kept going. And then he got in the right lane. So I was like, okay, maybe he's about to turn here and go into this building. So I was like, I was waiting, trying to get over. Because like I said, it was congested. And next thing I knew, he got to the red light, and he just gassed it up Western Avenue. Just, like, pedal to the metal, gassed it, <laughs> switching lanes, and, like, ran away from me. Which, I don't know if he was, you know, a criminal. Yeah. If he didn't have a license, if he was an illegal immigrant, if he was a sex trafficker, because, like I said, he, he, he was in a van. But he dipped. He ran off. And that was one of the, the better things that happened to me in 2018, was getting out of that insurance claim. Yeah, I, I've... um. But since then, I've tried to stay off my phone for the most part. And so, like, but, so I texted you or whatever, and you never texted me back. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I, I, and then I got to, I slept, I didn't go into work until, like, 9 a.m. yesterday morning. And, like, you had, you had tweeted, and I was like, okay, he's alive. But, like, I mean, it was serious rain. Like, it was, like. It was bad. It was real bad, but, yeah. I had a good time overall. Shout out to V-Love. For hosting the tailgate. Shout out to V-Love. It was a great time. Shout out to everyone we met. We met a lot of people, too. We met a lot of fans of the podcast. Yes. We uh, we earned a new patron off of it. Everything was good. Everything was a fun time. Shout out to Marwin. Got to hang out with Marwin again. And shout out to brother Kyle Tasman. First time I've hung out time. with Kyle since SEC Media Days. That was the first time I'd seen Kyle since he cussed me out and left our radio show in 2015. So it was good to see Kyle. It was good to see the original radio crew mend our bridges, mend our hearts, and come back together in love. Even though the Titans like I said, we picked. Like I said, we picked up a uh, new patron, $5 patron. Shout out to uh, Parker Zolman. Parker Zolman. 
I told him to tweet me so I would follow him back. Yeah, I had a great time with Parker. Well, he wants a he wants an I love you. He I, said I, he, I, he want, I love you. He Parker. Wanted, he, Parker knows I love you. He really him. he really wanted the I love you from you. I love you, Parker. Thank you. I appreciate your money. You're helping feed my kids. So I shout out to the it. kids. Shout out to shout the out to the kids. Yeah, the tailgate was fun. Uh, volunteer vodka stocked us up, so I brought a lot of vodka to the party. And I'm not gonna lie, like I don't know what it was, but when I set when I laid down in bed on Sunday, I couldn't sleep. I was tired, but I couldn't sleep, which is one of the worst feelings in the world. It is undoubtedly being, one of the worst feelings in the world. Being tired but not being able to fall asleep is one of the worst feelings in the world. But I'm laying there and I'm I'm mad about the game. I'm ready to move on from Marcus Mariota. I'm mad at Taylor LeJuan. Taylor LeJuan just gets on my nerves. I'm mad about that. People are arguing with me on the internet about that. I'm stressing out because I had parked my car downtown in Knoxville close to her her loft, and I knew that I wasn't going to be home in time to put change in my car, so I was going to get an $11 ticket, and then I was hoping that maybe maybe they're going to give me like two or three tickets. I was like, this is going to cost me 30-something dollars. My dog, you know, I had left my dog at home and, let, you know, paid a shout-out to Ben Lee, producer of Talk Sports, went by to let my dog out. But I'm like, you know, Ben, is can I trust Ben? Did Ben actually go let my dog out? Because, like, I texted him and he didn't respond. I tried calling him and he didn't answer, which, granted, it was midnight, so maybe he was asleep, which is what he said. And I was just stressed out. And then I had to take my dog to the vet yesterday. So I'm laying there and I can't sleep. And I'm just angry, and I'm kind of drunk and hungover still. Like, I know I said I hadn't drank in four hours, but we did drink a lot of vodka at the tailgate. So, like, it's all wearing off, and I'm in that I'm in that haze. And I'm just so miserable. And the fans going in that room, and, you know, I like having a fan on, but it was hitting me right in the throat. Yeah. And it was an unfamiliar bed. And the pillows were nice, but the pillows just weren't my pillows. So I'm tossing and turning, and my girlfriend's still up with her friends, and I can hear them in the other room, in the living room, watching an Ellen DeGeneres stand-up on Netflix. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Why are you watching Ellen at 1 o'clock in the morning yeah. when we have to get up at 6? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. But then shout-out to her. She drove the whole way home except for 20 minutes. Yeah, I will say, it's been a long time. I tapped out. I was like, In the morning, I was like, I, I can't. I'm not going to make it. I, I didn't get enough sleep. I don't drink coffee. It's hard for me to get going in the morning. So I, I I just I was like, hey, no, I'm just gonna sit here and I'm gonna go to sleep. So I slept the whole way back from Nashville. I will say it's it's been it's been several it's been several years since I've been to a sporting event with you or sat beside you at a sporting event. I forgot that um if things are going bad, you'll just sit on your your phone and argue with people on Twitter. I didn't argue. No, 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 no. Don't. You were tweeting don't. at him. You were tweeting at him. Not during the game. Check my timeline. I don't think I tweeted at all okay. during the game except except like the first quarter whenever we got Marsh right down the field and all I said was Mariota doesn't play defense, basically calling out our defense. Yeah. During the game, like especially because it, it was raining, man. I was trying to stay dry. I didn't have my phone out. I, guess I, was I, just, I guess I thought I saw you checking your notifications over and over. I might have checked the notifications over and over, but I wasn't firing off tweets. I was checking to see like you know just feeling of the game, but I don't think I argued with anybody during the game. Now, after the game, after the game I was mad. And I, I just think it's time to move on from Mariota. I think it's time to develop a backup plan. Like I, I 100% think the Titans should spend a first or second round pick on a quarterback this draft. I do think that. Yeah, I mean, after you, like when you mentioned it first to me, 
I was like, huh, that didn't really seem like a good idea. But like two hours later, I had convinced myself that they need to take Kyler Murray at 18. Because it'd be fun. Because I'm, I'm down for Kyler Murray at 19. By the way, 19. close enough. You're a new, you're a new Titans fan. Close enough. He, but he, like, he hasn't shut the door on it. He's kept the door open. If he wanted to be a baseball player, he would have already shut it down. He wants an NFL. He wants to be an NFL player because it's not like he's leveraging the A's for more money. They already gave him a contract. Yeah, and it's like it would be. I think I honestly think this plays a part in it. Like if he was going to be center field for the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think it was, or the Yankees, or the Yankees, or like, you know, the Houston Astros. I think it would be one thing, but like, the center fielder for the Oakland Athletics, I, like, doesn't really have the same ring. It, to it doesn't. And look, I, I get that being the the starting quarterback of the Tennessee Titans maybe doesn't carry a lot of uh, cachet either, but being an NFL quarterback means a whole hell of a lot more. Whenever you watch the Eagles, you always see Mike Trout in the stands. You know who you don't see? You you, you don't see any baseball player. You don't see any uh, Eagles players going to watch Mike Trout. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not lining up to go watch baseball. Mm-hmm. The baseball player wants to be around the football guys. The football guys aren't really lining up to go watch baseball. And Mike Trout is the best player in baseball right now. He's the best player And maybe ever. the best player of the, like, the last 50 years. Yeah, like if you look at just his numbers. Yeah. And I would say three out of ten sports fans can pick him out. Yeah, it's, it's it's a shame. It's sad that like he never makes the playoffs. You know, and even if he did make the playoffs, it still wouldn't really matter. Like the, the average sports fan couldn't pick him out of a lineup. I, I don't know. I think I would say the average sports fan can pick Bryce Harper out. Well, yeah, Bryce Harper has the beard and the hair though. But if if Bryce Harper was clean shaven, I don't think he could. I don't know. I would like Bryce Harper's won a pennant. I mean, they've they've made the playoffs. They haven't won a pennant. I mean, they've they've won the division. Sorry. That, that, yeah. Um, he's made the playoffs. Like Mike Trout has played in what? Like, I think he's got three three playoff, playoff games. Maybe. Is what I was gonna say, and it's been a long time. I think the year they made it, they got swept. Like, when I I was in Los Angeles for business in the summer of 2017, yeah, like 16 months ago or whatever, and. Like, I went to an Angels game to watch him play, and he, he hit a home run, and it was awesome. But, like, I'm not the average sports fan. Like, But it, I, I think it would be different if he had made the playoffs. I mean, I think you see you see all sorts of people at Dodgers games. You know, I mean, you see all sorts of people at Dodgers games. I think it would be different if Kyler Murray had been drafted by somebody like that. But he's going to have to play for the Oakland Athletics on a shoestring budget. The only thing people know about the Oakland Athletics is Moneyball. Like they're they're known for being cheap. They won a hundred games or whatever last year and made the wild card playoff. Like it's gonna be tough to ever do anything in the playoffs. Like I just think it would be different. And I mean, it's just not the same as being an NFL quarterback. You say that about the Titans, but like the Titans, what they won nine, they went nine and seven this year and won eleven games last year in total, right? Ten games last year. They they only won they won they went they've been nine and seven three okay, straight I thought years. They, went they, 10 just, and six. they made the okay. Yeah, no, they made the playoffs last year at nine and seven. I mean, they've but won yeah, they won twenty seven games the last three years. Like, well, I just I mean, like Kyler Murray's probably gonna have to make this decision before he knows who's gonna draft him. Is all yeah, I'm saying, yeah. like. It's not like he can go and look. I guess hell. I mean, I don't. I don't know where he projects. He's small and he didn't look great against Alabama. But you know, it, there's a couple of options up at the top. Like 
Ohio State's quarterback right now is projected to go to the Giants, right? And Haskins. Mm-hmm. I could see Murray getting that spot instead. Or I could see, like, you know, Murray having a chance to go to a different organization. It's not like he's deemed to go to, like, Buffalo My or thing, some shitty like, city, I thought, like, is what I'm getting I, I thought at. Kyler looked pretty good against Alabama. The thing is, is that he is just tiny. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's small. He doesn't and even it would be look 5'10". It would be tough to go from Mariota, who isn't really – which I don't – like, call him injury-prone, whatever. Like, he's been hurt. I know the nerve issue is kind of a freak accident, whatever. But, like, he hasn't so far held up to the – the beating of the NFL, either through freak accidents or just from getting injured, like he hasn't, he hasn't held up so far, and that coming after Jake Locker, like it'd be tough to sell t- Titans fans on a small quarterback again, right? One that mm-hmm. you look at it as like, well, he's probably not going to be able to take NFL hits either. So I'm not even in love with the ideal of Kyler Murray. I'd get excited for it, but like the the guy from Duke, Daniel Jones, I like him. I'd be okay with Will Greer. Like, I, I just think you have to uh, think of the future, and I think you should draft a quarterback. I I feel like I've been very vocal all year, and really, I don't want to say ahead of the curve or anything because it's nothing, it's nothing like drastic, but you can't win in the NFL with overpaying your quarterback. Like, the top six paid quarterbacks in the league all missed the playoffs. Right? Like, all six of the highest-paid quarterbacks missed the playoffs. You can't – and Mariota's due for a contract extension uh, next season. Like, this upcoming season, he's going to play for his fifth-year option, which is $21 million. And he goes from all of a sudden being a bargain to, well, okay, now he's taking up 10% of your salary cap. And that's only going to go up the next year. And, like, I I just think you have to have a a, a plan like the Chiefs did. With, like, hey, we're going to pay Alex Smith one more year, and then we're going to make a move, and we're going to have our rookie – who's been sitting for a year ready to go. And obviously Patrick Mahomes has been awesome. And if you look at the teams that you think can legitimately win the Super Bowl, I'd say five, five, three of the five teams are the Bears, Rams, and Chiefs. And those three have cheap quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the best teams in the NFL are able to load up other positions, and have a bargain quarterback. Like the Eagles won last year with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, who were making nothing, like on rookie deals and on backup deals, and they were able to load their team. The Titans, if they're going to try to actually be good, they're not going to be good if they're paying Marcus Mariota $25, 30000000 million a year. So, like it's just he's, he's not good enough to overcome that difference. Like Aaron Rodgers probably deserves to be the, the highest-paid quarterback in the league. And he he is now he will be next year but like they didn't make the playoffs this year they went five and eleven like the, the team sucked around he's him he's always had no help around him I feel like yeah pretty much I mean they, were, they he's only got one Super Bowl they play rod receivers at running back I mean sure Nelson and Cobb were good for a while but like Jimmy Garoppolo is the high is the fourth highest paid quarterback in the NFL yep why I mean it, it, well because that, that's the way it's trending like when it, when you're when you're the next person up to get paid. You get more than the next guy just because the quarterback position is seemingly getting more valuable. Although to me, I feel like it's the opposite. I was gonna say, it, it I feel like the opposite. I feel like the pendulum. I feel like the pendulum should be swinging to well, we can get an average quarterback and just be really good everywhere else. Why are these Look at the guys? Eagles. Why are these guys making more than Brady, Breeze, Luck, etc.? Luck's well because they all got paid after Luck. Like Luck broke the bank a couple years ago, and he was the highest paid guy. And then these other guys have just been up next, right? So then now they get more than him. Like, how dumb do the Vikings feel? They should feel dumb. 
I mean, they should. Like, they they felt like they needed a quarterback, so they went out and they spent the extra $10 million to upgrade from Case Keenum to Kirk Cousins, and then that extra $10 million uh, really left their offensive line depleted. Like, they'd have been better off investing in the offensive line because I'm sure you saw Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen yelling at each other, right? No, I did not. Well, they're yelling at each other, and, and Kirk Cousins is trying to be so nice and be like, hey, man, I don't have 10 seconds to throw it. Like, basically, I don't have time to get you d- the ball down the field. So then Thielen's pissed. He's like, well, then call plays that have shorter routes. Like, call short routes, you dumbass. But, like, it, it's just – and even I, I did a podcast yesterday about the Titans, so some of this is being rehashed. But, like, even with Drew Brees, right, like, he gets paid a lot of money. He gets $25 million a year. But even they got lucky – and we're able to find two absolute bargains at wide receiver and running back, right? Mm-hmm. They're able to draft Kamara and Michael Thomas and pay them nothing, and those guys be top five players at their position. Yeah. They they, they got lucky. That doesn't happen very often. So, like, Drew Brees went from, you know, the last – or last year they were good, but the three years before that, he missed the playoffs all three years, and they were like seven and nine mm-hmm. because they were overpaying him and the rest of the team sucked, mm-hmm. but they got lucky. Like you, you, it's just it's going the other way in the NFL. That's why I'm ready to move on from Mariota. It's just like he's not good enough to warrant locking up all this money in. And before you know it, if you fuck around too long, you end up like the Detroit Lions. And it's like overpaying Stafford, and your team sucks, and he's not good enough. It's like you know. No offense, Will Warren. People are gonna say well, well, you don't want to give well, up well, on your on your number two pick, but like that's like you just whatever, dude. Like you just you just say hey. We messed up, whatever. Like, he's fine. Mariota's fine. He just can't stay healthy. It's nothing personal. Let him go. Well, even, when he's, even when he's healthy, he hasn't been great. No, he's not great. No, he's not great. He can manage a game. Yeah, like, he's fine, but, like, he's not – he's fine at $5 million a year but he, or $7 million a year, but he's not going to be fine at, you know, at 20 or 25 or 30. I mean, it's not that's like the, Winston's any better, issue. so. Yeah, that they were the Andrew Wiggins and Jabari Parker. The guys that were debated on who's going one and two, and then it turns out they both just suck. I mean, turns out they both just suck. Like the Titans, they have good. They have some really good pieces. Yeah, but I mean, they're about the the rent's about to come due. Like yeah. Taylor Lewan's contract's about to his extensions kicking in. They're about to have to extend Mariota. The next thing you know, a Dory and Corey Davis will be ready for extension. Like it gets expensive. You have to you have to win with a cheap quarterback. Like that's just the way that's the best way to win right now in the NFL. Look at the 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 Seahawks a couple years ago with Russell Wilson. Like it's just the way it has to be. Yeah. You have a window and that's why you and that's if you find a cheap quarterback and can build a team around him. I'm done talking about the dumbass Titans. I'm done talking about the dumbass Titans. Let's get to some questions. Patreon.com slash reads ranch if you want to become a patron. Let's get to uh, Tennessee. All he says is, thank God we have a Final Four basketball team to get us through these times of sadness. He is a Vikings fan, so he feels sad as well. Yeah. Football sucks. What did, hey, speaking of him, when we were, I thought about him when we were talking about the Vikings because I saw – like my, my, my knowledge of the Vikings relies solely on Josh and his tweets. Um, Laquan Treadwell said something after the game about how he did his role, he did his part, and he's not disappointed or whatever. Does he suck? Does Laquan Treadwell just suck? I mean, I only watched a couple of Vikings games in full, and one of them that stood out to me was the game at Lambeau that they tied, mm-hmm. and he was awful that game. Like, he was abysmal. He he dropped every pass. He let one go off his hands that led to an interception. Like, every time I watched LeCon Treadwell, he was not very good. And if you just read the replies from Vikings fans on that tweet, they all hate him. They're all like, what the hell is this guy talking about? 
Okay. I just would have never guessed he wouldn't be any good. I know. I thought he was going to be too. Grit Knox says, can you die from a hangover? I don't know. Is he currently... I'm assuming he's hung over from New Year's. Ex- from New experimenting Year's, experimenting that out. Uh, I did. Oh, by the way, I did enjoy getting to see him and meeting his lovely wife Sunday. Shout out to them. Um, I hope not. I hope not. I'll put you on the prayer request list. Like I said, I did my my. I did drink so much vodka and Sprite that like my teeth were hurting on Sunday when I was laying down mm. trying to go to sleep. Mm. So I need to cut back on that and maybe just go straight. Straight vodka. I don't know. That just seems like such a such, such a dangerous habit to pick up. Just drinking straight straight vodka. vodka. Yeah. yeah, that seems like a uh, that seems like a a dangerous road to go down. T. Carp asks, "Is Tennessee a top twenty five job anymore in football?" Says he. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Carl the Turtle, who is a uh, proud patron, says top 25, yes. Top 15, no. Do you think it's a top 15 job? I would actually put it around 11 to 15. Yeah, somewhere there. Because, like, here's the thing. Like, we suck right now, and I don't want anybody to – I'm not trying to say we don't, okay? Tennessee, after all the sucking that we've done, we still are able to go get people like Quaveris Crouch, Darnell Wright, Wanya Morris, three five-star players, all three are from out of state. That in and of itself, like, we went and got the number one player from North Carolina, a five-star offensive tackle from Georgia, and we're going to get the number one offensive tackle who's from West Virginia. Like, Tennessee can still go and do that. As long as Tennessee can go and do stuff like that, like, all it takes is you just have to work really hard and... But as long as Tennessee can still do that, then yes, it's a top 15 job. Now, is it a top 10 job? No. I would say 11 to 15 somewhere. Yeah, not a top 10 job, but uh, I think last time I counted it, I came up to like 12 that I felt iffy about. Like once you got to 12, you're like, okay, yeah, Tennessee's probably better mm-hmm. than that. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. okay, we'll go to the next uh, patron question from Chayton. Shout out to Chayton. He says, I know you probably want to avoid football OC talk, but how do we feel about us going through both signing periods without an OC? And I think Seth just kind of hinted at that. Like, the OC didn't bother you in recruiting in December, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like it's really going to matter in January or February. Like, you know, I'd heard that Eric Gray was sort of kind of dragging his feet about actually signing until he found out who Tennessee's offensive coordinator was. But obviously that that changed. He was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll just go ahead and sign, and you didn't lose out on him, and you still got him. So it hasn't really affected Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, you still he, got Wanya Morris. You're, it still looks like you're definitely getting uh, Darnell Wright. So I don't think it matters. I mean, now we're in the thick of it for some five star wide receivers. Like now, maybe that maybe maybe that's going to end up hurting you there. That, it might like, hurt. It but, might. It might. But I don't. Right. But you're getting in the mix now, and like you don't have an offensive coordinator, and you're still in the mix, yeah. and. Maybe they – I don't think if, – if you don't close with them, it's not because you didn't have an OC, exactly. right? It's I mean, just because you had really too much we, we got a really good wide receivers coach. Like, we have probably the most underrated recruiter. The most valuable money – like, the most valuable recruiter in the nation in Niedermeyer in terms of what he's paid versus his his importance. Sure, shout out to Moose. You've got a, Moose! You've got a great recruiter for your head coach. Like, the, 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 your coordinators aren't big recruiters anyway. Like, 
you don't want you don't you don't hire an offensive coordinator because of his recruiting ability. Like that's a mistake. We just saw that with USC and T. Martin. Like, you know, you want your coordinators to be your your schemers, your tacticians, your nerds. Um, it is weird that we don't have a coordinator on January first. It's been a month, um, but it's not going to hurt you recruiting. I don't think because like those five star wide receivers, if you don't get them, it's because like. You came in too late. You're trying to make up too much ground this late. Um, is it even is, is it even weird to not have a coordinator? Like, did Georgia never hire a DC? Right? Has Georgia hired a DC yet? Mm-mm. So like, I mean, they're they're going through the same thing. They're just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I, so I even I don't I don't even know how weird it is. I, I feel like Alabama a couple years ago went to like the middle of February without a DC. Yeah, like I I, I when. I got the text last night that Yursich was leaving. I was like, okay, it all makes sense now. Like, this whole thing has been done for three weeks because they were just waiting for him to – they were just going to let him coach his last game. And then – so I I was like, okay, that's good. Like, I I really like Yursich. And then John Bryce tweeted, he's going to Ohio State. And I'm like, oh, never mind. We're not getting Yursich. What do we we make of that, him going to Ohio State to be a passing game coordinator? Because apparently it's not even for like the OC job. It's just to be a passing game coordinator. That that tells me I don't know. I don't know because I thought he had total control at Oklahoma State. I don't know. Why would he like G- Gundy? Gundy's comments made it sound like basically Oklahoma State fans have been shitting on Yersich. Because like his comments were like, you know, it seems like uh, everyone else wants him except our fan base. Basically, it's like our fan base has been criticizing him for a long time, but everyone else seems to want him. That's weird, huh? Like, basically is what he was getting at. Well, like, you can criticize him if you want. It's not like he's at Oklahoma. I mean, Taylor Cornelius was a quarterback this year and is not very good. No offense to the guy. Like, If he's listening, Taylor, sorry, man, we love you, but you're just not very good. um, Obviously, to me, it says he's good that Ohio State went and hired him. I expect Ryan Day to be an elite head coach. Ohio State also has a little bit of extra money laying around, right? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, like, just I ask me, like, from Urban. I'd imagine Ryan Day is not getting Urban Meyer's salary. They gave him more than you would think. I do remember that, though, because Dan Wolkin was like, why are they giving him this much? Nobody was going to hire him away. Um, I, what would they come in at, like, five five million dollars? I'm looking it up right now. I figured they gave him, like, five million dollars just as kind of a, hey, we're Ohio State. We're not making, we're not making you work for less than that. Um, he will. Make Looks like he got four point five. Four point five. Wait, no, wait, that was Myers. Is that what he's making, 4.5? Yeah, yeah, he's making 4.5. Okay. Um, yeah, like he, yeah. I was going to guess $5 million, so okay, 4.5. So, yeah, they got they got an extra $3 million laying around where they can say, hey, yeah, we'll give you, uh, we'll give Yersich, we'll give you an extra, what, $1.7 million or so to come be our passing game coordinator? Because apparently Tennessee offered one point four. Isn't that insane? I think Phil Fulmer made one million when he won the national title. I talked about it a little bit. I've done. I've. I've. My 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 2019 resolution is just to pump out more content. I don't know the exact number I'm shooting for, but I'm. I in, in my mind I was thinking there's 365 days. I was going to try to shoot for maybe like 1,500 hours of content this year. Ooh, son. To put out to, to put out to the people. Patrons cut well, I mean, I the do, check. Patrons cut well, I do the check. Th- I do three. I do three hours of radio, so I mean, I got fifteen built in right there, right? Mm-hmm. So I, was, I, I think I'm aiming for like, I think the number is going to be like fifteen hundred hours. I'm going for. 
I got some exciting stuff I'm going to start trying to do coming up soon. But I, this morning I did one about West Virginia. Just a, you know, I put it on the radio show podcast since we weren't on the air today. And I talked about Yersich and Tennessee and Pruitt. And I shared a story that I've heard from a couple people of, of how Kendall Browles and Jeremy Pruitt's interview went. Have you heard anything about this? Like, is this is this something that's kind of gotten out, or have you heard anything no, about the their interview? the only thing that I have read from VolQuest is that, like, basically he couldn't bring his offensive line coach with him. Well, what I was told, what I was told was that it was uh, almost downright heated between Pruitt and Brawls. Really, no. Basically, where Pruitt looked him in the eye and said, Kendall, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really know if your offense can work in the SEC. And that Kendall obviously got mad. I was like, then why the hell are you interviewing me? Mm-hmm. Like, what's what? why are you wasting my time if you don't think I can coach here? Yeah. And basically the two of them just butted heads and left uh, Kendall feeling disrespected. And Jeremy, I don't know how Jeremy left feeling. He probably felt like Kendall was a young punk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That he didn't want to work with and hang out with. Yeah. I mean, but I was told that by a couple of people. Like, I don't know if it's true. I'm telling you that it's you know something I've heard. I don't know, obviously, and I don't know if that's why those two didn't work together. But it seems like Pruitt kind of is being—I don't want to say hard-headed, but not necessarily meshing well with some of these offensive coordinator I, prospects. I will say I did see something that I agree with that I haven't seen mentioned by anyone very much i think maybe hubs mentioned something along these lines once was dave bar the cfb matrix guy on twitter during shout out to him during the whole hugh freeze thing he said you know jeremy pruitt doesn't need to hire hugh freeze and just because it looks good on paper doesn't mean it's going to good partnership because when you have a defensive coach um a guy that's gonna, like jeremy pruitt's going to run his defense we're going to run his defense sure might call plays but we're going to run Pruitt's defense. Not any offense is going to work with that defense. Like, just because, like, we can go hire, like, a guy that on paper is not a good offensive coordinator, and it might work ten times better because his offense meshes with with our style of play because we're going to be a defensive football team. Like, notwithstanding this year's Alabama team, they've been a defensive football team. You know, they have two at quarterbacks. was a little different. But, like, he was basically saying, like, Freeze's offense is so, I guess, just kind of herky-jerky, and you're going to score a ton of points, but you might not have long drives, and that it's not necessarily going to mesh with what we want to do. So I can see that being a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I can see Pruitt being a hard guy to work with. I don't know if Bra. I, I think Bra's is awesome. I thought it would have been an awesome hire, I, but there's no telling if it would have worked. I mean, coaching hires are fraught with uncertainty. You never know what you're going to get. I mean, we were talking about it yesterday. I would have thought Justin Fuente would have been a star. Yeah, at Virginia Tech, he he's had some bad luck with his quarterbacks. Maybe he still will be a star, but yeah, like right now, uh, you know, they had their first losing season in 28 years. They had 27 straight seasons of winning. With ha- of having a winning record, and it's go- it's broken now. Yeah, so you just never know what you're going to get. I thought I really, really like Yersich. Like, um, I thought he was extremely solid. I thought he, you know, but 
you know, I mean, I, who knows? Like, I don't think it's Sarkeesian. Okay, let's go to let go ahead and give a shout out to uh, to my guy Dances with Pac Man because he's a patron. And he tweeted in, uh, "Do we really, do we really feel we could do better than Sark? And if so, who the hell would that be at this point?" He says it's a fantastic hire for being ranked 120th in offense last year. I mean, I, I don't know if he's any good. Pete Carroll and Nick Saban think he's good. But I, I don't know if he's any good. Like, it has he stopped drinking? Is he still hooked on prescription pills? Is he going to focus on football and not chasing women? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's him, though. I think if it was him, he would have been announced today. Like, I don't think there's anybody lined up. I mean... You still don't think there's anybody lined no, up? No, I don't think there's anybody lined up. Like, I think the only person that could have been lined up was Yersich. Yeah, and he is a, he does not seem to be lined up. he's going up. to Ohio State. I mean... Maybe maybe Tennessee thought they had Yersich. Maybe they thought they had Yersich, and then he just got swooped in, and he's going to you know leave Tennessee at the altar. And, like, who can blame him? Like, he's going to have Justin Fields. Yeah. By the way, shout out to uh, to patron um, JM. He uh, tweeted that in. Jacob Jacob uh, Mallard tweeted that in. He is a patron. He uh, basically used those same exact words, asked if we could talk about Yurchich leaving Tennessee at the altar. So, I mean, I, you know, they've the guy at Princeton has been mentioned. Um, what? Yeah, Ryan Gleason. He was going to get looked at by Miami before Rick got fired. He's good. Um. I, Hubs this morning was mentioning Matt Canada as somebody. Well, how do we feel about that? Because Canada has a good reputation, but he's kind of flamed out relationship-wise the last couple places like, he's been. So here's what I know about Matt Canada. I'll list the things I know. He was good at Pittsburgh, and he got Nathan Peterman drafted. He's named after a country in North he's America. He's named after a country that isn't even really a country. He's named after a fake country. But he was good at Pitt. Obviously, he got Nathan Peterman drafted. Um, they won the division with Nathan Peterman, I guess, didn't they? Um, yeah. He went to LSU. Beat Clemson. Yeah, he beat Clemson. Um, was hailed as a huge hire by LSU. They gave him tons of money and total control of the offense. And Orgeron couldn't stand him and fired him after one year to basically hire his patsy as offensive coordinator. And they got better without and him. And they got better. They got undoubtedly better. Some of that is, of course, they had a much better quarterback. I went to the LSU-Alabama game last year, 2017. LSU's offense humble, humble brag. was the most bizarre motion. They motioned more than anybody I can ever remember and did bizarre, weird, crazy things that I don't even know how to explain. I hated watching it. Some of that was because Danny Etling wasn't any good. Some of that was because their offense was just not aesthetically pleasing at all. I guess he was pretty good at Maryland this year. Um, you know, I do wonder. Like my whole thing with him has been, he's he's a lot like was it Austin Thomas? Is that his name? Yeah, from LSU. He seems to kind of have that going on, where he wants to be in charge, and. Now that he has had that taste of being in charge at, at at Maryland, how does he come and work for Pruitt type of thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, how do you go from being the man for a year, 
feeling like you had success, and now you got to come and start over at Tennessee. Yeah, but I, seems like he th- seems like he has a little bit of an inflated sense of self worth than than maybe is actually lining up. Because I mean, it seems like he wanted to do his thing at LSU and not do what Orgeron wanted. On the flip side, if he wants a job, then he might have to take the UT job if he's offered. So. Yeah, sure, sure. It's not like it's not like anybody's beating down the doors for him right now. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We've talked way too much about the offensive corner. It just presses me. Although, like, it does feel like you're going to get a name at this point. Except this guy from, uh, except this guy from Princeton. Who the hell is that? His last name's Gleason. He was mentioned okay. um, by VolQuest at the end of last week as somebody that Pruitt had it had been mentioned that Pruitt was going to talk to. And then I talked mm-hmm. about him with Will Warren, and he had mentioned that Miami was interested in him too. Um, what do you what do you make of Mark Rick just saying uh, I'm I'm done? I think it was the right decision. Well, like, I, has he said why did he just not want to fire he, his he didn't son? Want to fire his son. That's what I figured. I mean, he just looked and said, "No, I'm not going to do that." Plus, I think he thinks he knew that it was going to fall apart without Manny Diaz. It had already fallen apart. They were seven and nine in their last sixteen games. Yeah. Like, it had not gone well for him. I was really so – it didn't surprise me in the sense – like, it surprised me, but it didn't surprise me. It surprised me in the sense that, like, he's doing it this quickly. But it didn't surprise me in the sense because I didn't think he would ever coach again after Georgia. There – I spent a lot of time, like, last Friday talking about Miami. Because I thought that was the biggest story coming out of Thursday was just like how bad they got destroyed by Wisconsin. So I got to look in, and man, they're like they're they're like number fifty in recruiting right now. They don't have a quarterback. Their quarterbacks are like I believe have twenty five percent completion percentage the last two yeah, games. Yeah, I mean, like you know, he couldn't even get his nephew to come to Miami. His nephew was like, "No, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm going to uh, LSU. LSU." And he's like, "To play for that bumbling idiot." That guy's like Ed the number instead. two quarterback in the nation behind Harrison Bailey. Yeah, or the number two Southeast quarterback. I guess the number one quarterback's out of California, but like Harrison Bailey's like the number two quarterback or whatever. And then like right after him is that other kid from Georgia who is Mark Rick's nephew, and he's like, "I'm going to LSU. I'm not going to go play for my for my uncle." Like their quarterbacks this year were terrible. Awful. Like, Awful. he lost the best part of his tenure at Miami and Diaz. I mean, I thought it was the right decision on his part. It's obvious that Miami was not expecting this in the least, like I told you at the game, because they would have let Diaz know, hey, stay, don't take the Temple job. You're about to transition into our job. I wonder if the pressure got higher though, like once that guy was leaving. Once Diaz was like, "I'm, I'm out." Oh yeah, I'm sure. It did. I wonder if I wonder if people got even more angry at Rick. I'm sure because Diaz oh, well. was, was was what was keeping him up. I mean, they had the number two defense in the conference. You got anything else sports related you want to talk about? I do not know. Apparently, Antonio Brown. Oh yeah, he uh, didn't show up for end of season meetings. Oh yeah, well today, like right when we started recording, he has apparently requested a trade. Wow, they fell apart, man. Wow. Said he wants said he wants out. Like, I know they they things fell apart before that Patriots game, but like if you just look from the Patriots game until right now, 
think about how bad it's been for them. Yeah. You hate to see it. I mean, truly, truly. Who are you rooting for in the NFL playoffs? Phillip Rivers. Yeah. Phillip Rivers, baby. I got. I'm rooting for the Chiefs. I put some bets in on the Chiefs before the season. Um, to win a, to win a little bit of money, I, add them to win the division, the conference, and the Super Bowl. I was a big Patrick Mahomes believer, big Andy Reid believer. I'm hoping he finally gets a uh, championship this that's year. That's what I was about to say. After Philip Rivers, I would like to see Andy Reid win a Super Bowl. I feel like he deserves one. But but those two are probably going to have to play each other in round two. While the Patriots get like to play Houston, or yeah, like get to play Houston, doesn't really seem fair, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, the, like the the yeah, I mean, the Chargers. It the, the NFL playoffs aren't fair. Like this is not fair. What has happened to the Chargers? Like I'm not saying change the NFL playoffs. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. But the Chargers are the, the second best team in the AFC, and they got to go on the road. Yeah. They couldn't, you know, they were maxed out as a five seed. Yeah, it seems that seems kind of shitty, especially when certain divisions are awful. Like the Patriots shouldn't be gifted the two seed just because their division's awful and the rest of the division leaders aren't very good either. Mm-hmm. Who do you have winning? Who do you have winning this weekend? This weekend, um, snap reaction. I think Seahawks. I think Seahawks Bears. Colts, and uh, I can't really decide between the Chargers and Ravens because Ravens are good at home. They just beat the Chargers a couple weeks ago, although I think the Chargers are better on the road. Uh, that one's more of a toss-up, but I'll say the I'll say the Ravens win, but I don't have much confidence in that. So you went Seahawks, Ravens. I think Seahawks, Bears, Ravens, Tex, or Colts are my pick. Colts. Yeah. I think that's what I think. I think both one seeds are just going to come out of the playoffs, though. I think it's going to be Saints-Chiefs. Yeah, it's hard to see the Saints losing at home. I've been watching a lot of Netflix lately. been blowing through some uh, good movies. You in, the, you in the market for any movies? I need, I need, to, I need to watch movies? The American Meme. That one was good. That was a good documentary. I watched that. Do you like scary movies? It depends. What kind of scary movie is it? Or what do you like? Well, like, is it like a horror film? Or as much of well, what do you like mean? a psychological like, what, what, thriller, like... Well, what do you classify as horror? Just, like, slasher films? Not necessarily. I mean, you can... you can have Gore? Not, guts? I mean, The Ring was a horror film. That was PG-13, but... Uh, okay, so I see what you're saying. You're just mean, like, jump scares yeah, yeah. and just like that? Well, what's the movie? Well, I got a lot. I've been watching a lot, man. I've been watching a lot. Well, let's hear um, them. I like The Invitation on Netflix. Okay. It's um it's not gory. It's got it, it's more of a psychological thriller. It, it, you just don't know where it's going. Like that was one of the rare movies that I've watched recently where I'm just like I have no idea where this movie's going. Like what's going to happen here? I'm just like I, I don't really know I, I don't really know where the end game is on this one. Mm-hmm. And it was good. I liked I liked The Invitation a lot. I liked uh, Creep Creep is good. It's uh, got a comedic actor in it who does a really good job of being creepy. That one's good. They made a sequel to it. The sequel is also good. Um, 
bad match. I watched it. It's more of like a Tinder movie where this couple hooks up on Tinder and she ends up being crazy. That one was original. It could have been better. It could have been a whole lot worse. All those are uh, pretty enjoyable. And right now I'm currently going through and uh, rewatching all of True Detective. I blew through four episodes of season one last night. I saw you asking about True Detective season two on Twitter yesterday, I guess. Um, yeah. Like, I watched both seasons. That might have been like the last TV show I, I really watched, the second season of that. I think that the second season was good. Thank you. I think that the second season was good. The only reason this... Se- we're out... We're, there are not many people... There are not many of us out here who are willing to say that they enjoyed True Detective Season 2. The only reason that people hated on it was because the first season was not just good, it was phenomenal. Season 1 belongs in the conversation of best seasons of TV ever. Season 1 belongs in... I, I, I'm actually... I'm actually gonna start. I'm, I'm gonna start podcasting. Just I'm gonna start doing. I don't know where I'm gonna put them. So far, I've been doing just them on the radio station SoundCloud and like my page on there. I might start doing some of them on the Reed's Ranch podcast. So if you start seeing random things pop up on the uh, the iTunes feed or whatever, if it interests you, click on it. If not, just ignore it. But like I was I was taking notes through the first. I watched four episodes of True Detective, and I was gonna throw together like little 15, 20 minute podcasts about them. And then do the same about, you know, Game of Thrones whenever it comes back. And just stuff like that in the new season of True Detective. But like Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna podcast and season one is just so good. And I was willing to say like it was one of the the best seasons of TV ever. Yeah. Like McConaughey and Woody are just at the top of their game and their and their dynamic fits perfectly. Like and it's not just that it was good, like it was a cultural phenomenon. Like there were I remember like People, you know, just the whole conspiracy theory surrounding it, the Reddits about it, you know, people looking for every single... It wasn't just a TV show, you know? I mean, people were putting in hours and hours and hours into trying to figure out the clues, not to mention the fact that it was just fun to watch, even if you didn't want to get into the detective and trying to figure out what was going on within the show. I mean... The, oh yeah, I mean just 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 the dynamic between the two was was what made the show. Like, like, I think it just, was the fourth episode of that one where they go to that like bar in Mexico or whatever, and they have like that one the stash house the stash house. Like that episode, I remember I watched it the night it came out, and then I watched it the next day again. Like I watched the same episode back to back. It was that good. I mean, if you want to catch up with me, I'm 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 on season five. I'm going to start throwing out some podcasts. It's it's worth watching. Season three comes out in two uh, a week and a half, and I think season three is going to be awesome. So, I love um uh, I can't say his name, the actor. In is it Mustafa yeah. Ali? Is that his yeah. name? I love him. He's awesome. I think it's going to be really good. But I thought season two was good too. I really like Vince Vaughn. Well, they made the problem. They made the problem. Mustafa Ali. That, that's a wrestler. What the hell? What it's, the hell's the guy's I, name? Mishir Ali, or what? What is his name? Yeah, Mishir Ali. Mustafa Ali is a wrestler. That's a guy that just uh, started wrestling. I, I guess I, that's one of the things I'm going to start working on. I got a new wrestling podcast that's going to launch in a couple weeks. I, I'm doing it with somebody uh, from across the world. I, I got a I got a wrestling internet friend that we're going to do it. So I'm excited for that. 
I guess I was thinking about Mustafa Ali. But, yeah, we're going to do this True Detective one if you want to catch up and watch because I think season one led to season two, which was just the idea was like, hey, let's try to recreate McConaughey, yeah. McConaughey and, uh, and Harrelson, and let's just get some famous people and throw them together. They just didn't have the – you know, Rachel McAdams and Vince Vaughn and Colin Farrell, like they're all big names, but they just didn't have the same – they didn't have the same chemistry, right? Yeah. But and like there, I thought there were some good scenes, and I mean like when Colin Farrell whips that the stepdad's tail. Oh yeah, like that was awesome. I mean, and when he go, yeah, when he tells the one kid, when, he, when when the one kid who's been bullying the kid or whatever his son, he goes and gets his shoes back for him. Yeah, like uh, that's a really good scene. But it, so if you want to, if you want, if you want to watch True Detective one and follow along, I'll probably put that. Those like twenty minute episode recaps or whatever on this reads ranch feed. So, so feel free to uh, download. Season and listen. three comes out in a week and a half. Yeah, on the thirteenth, I, I believe, or twelfth. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's not this Sunday, Arkansas, but next. Right? Yeah. Okay. Which well, just feels more like what True Detective yeah. should be, right? Yeah. Not not California. Nothing wrong with nothing against that industrial town in California, but. It just doesn't have the same. It needs to be gothic-y feel. Like, the, there were just some things in season two they could have done without. Like, the dude from Friday Night Lights that was... He sucked. He, like, like he was gay, I guess, or whatever. Like, what was even the point of his storyline? I don't know. I'm going to go rewatch it. I'll remember him riding around, like, on a motorcycle. Yeah, like... Uh, yeah, but yeah. They just wanted to get as many famous people in yes, there as they could. correct. But, like, you just can't... Like, throwing famous people in a pot doesn't recreate... Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. No, they were perfect together. They were. I'm excited to go watch episodes five, six, seven, and eight. That was, I mean, let's uh, go ahead. That was like at the peak of the uh, of McConaughey's renaissance. Like, I don't know if that was the peak of it. I think it was building up to the peak. Was that it? it True Detective came before Dallas so Buyers Club. So you say Dallas right? Buyers Club is the peak? Yeah, I'd say that's the. Uh, I would say that's the peak. Yeah, I mean, he was he was unbelievable in that. Yeah, like that, I feel like that was the peak of his renaissance. Like up until then, he had had what? Like he did Mud, Interstellar. I feel like Interstellar came afterwards too. Interstellar is like when he started going back down a little bit. I thought that was. I might have my timeline wrong on this. I feel like two thousand fourteen. True Detective season one was two thousand fourteen, and Dallas Buyers Club was two thousand thirteen. Okay, okay, so maybe I got my timeline wrong, but. Speaking of, Mud is fantastic, and um, Jeff Nichols, the guy that directed that, um, I've seen every movie of his but the last one that came out. Um, mm -hmm. They are all amazing. He has His first film was called Shotgun Stories, and it has uh, Michael Shannon in it, which Mud did, Mud did too. He, he reuses his actors. Shotgun Stories is... You can buy it on Amazon um, Instant Video. You can't rent it. You have to buy it. But it is absolutely fantastic. Um, just as good as Mud is, I would say I would say it's a little bit better than Mud. I would say Shotgun Stories is the best film. But um, that guy is an awesome director. I loved Mud. I don't understand why it didn't get more love. Like, I thought Mud was awesome. Take sh he's, he did Shotgun Stories, Take Shelter, Mud, and Midnight Special. I've seen all four of those. They are all absolutely awesome. Take Shelter is fantastic. It has Michael Shannon in it as well. 
with yeah. Jessica Chastain. Have you seen that? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. I lo- I I haven't seen his last one, Loving. Um, but Take Shelter's awesome. Mud was fantastic. Matthew McConaughey was so good in that movie. But that was during his peak for sure. Couple closing thoughts. Uh, Josh Claiborne said it was nice to meet both of us at the tailgate. Says next steps becoming a patron. Josh, if you want to become a patron, we will take you from uh, really liking you to loving you. We love. We really like all of our listeners. We love the patrons. Yeah. We really like the listeners. We love the patrons. If you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash redranch. Want to squeeze Doug Brooks's comments in? Patron. He says uh, we should hire Brittany Azell to our coach. Have you seen her? Have you seen Brittany Azell? I saw your the uh, uh, ETSU she's pretty head coach. She's pretty impressive. I like her a lot. I like her a lot, and I don't want to sound like a big dumb redneck, but I've got my eye on her to replace Holly. She sounded pretty. I don't impressive. know. I, I feel like they were good last year. They're not very good this year, from what a couple people have told me. But that, she's who I want. She. I, I watched an interview. I watched like a four minute interview of hers, like at a halftime of her game one time, and it was in like a little closet, like a hallway closet, mm-hmm. and she was just. Ripping her team, like, but in a, such a nice way. And from that point, point, I became kind of enamored with her. And then I see this one now. I guess they're getting ready to play the Lady Vols. And she's just talking about why she wants to go schedule these big teams instead of uh, playing loser schools. I like her. Yeah, that I saw that interview you tweeted out. She's pretty impressive. I like her. All right, time for a just a real quick NBA quiz. Let's see what you got. All right, let's go. Det- we're going to go with the Detroit Pistons. Okay. And I'm setting the over-under at three and a half. And I really almost set it at two and a half. I'll, be imp- I'll set it at three. Three's a push. I- if you get to three, you get a push. Because I don't think you're going to get four. I got Blake Griffin. Okay, there's one. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. Um, wow. I'm going to guess God, Brandon Jennings isn't their point guard anymore. So are you guessing Brandon yeah, Jennings I'm or you're not Brandon guessing Jennings. Brandon? He is not their point guard anymore. Strike one. Okay, so Blake Griffin. Brandon Brandon Jennings. Brandon Jennings isn't even in the league anymore. I'm sure not. I mean, I... Um, wow, should I have set the over-under at two and a half? Well, just give me a second. got to keep the faith in. I know their head coach is the guy that was at the Raptors last year. Okay. I'll give you a half a point. for. Well, actually, you got to get his name before you get a half a point there. Lindsey? Lindsey Hunter? Okay, strike two. No. What, <laughs> Lindsey Hunter? What's his name? Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey. Who is Lindsey Hunter? Lindsey Hunter was like a backup point guard on the Pistons teams that won a championship, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know another player on their team. Oh, wow. I was way off on my... I was way off on my over-under. Name some players. Okay, uh, in, in order of people you probably should know, uh, Andre Drummond. Oh. Okay. No? Doesn't really ring yeah, a bell? Yeah, UConn. Langston Gallery. Or not Langston Well, I mean, Langston Gallery's on there, but that's not who I meant to say. Reggie Jackson. The, you play for the Thunder? Yeah. Okay. They gave him an $80 million contract for some reason. What? Yeah, he he, he was a, he was a free agent at the perfect time. Whenever the uh, the NBA salaries ballooned and all those players got a lot of money for no reason, he was a big benefactor of that. He got uh, 
$80 million contract. Okay. Um, Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard from Duke. Yep. Zaza. Pachulia. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jose Calderon. Yeah, they don't really have a good roster that you would know many Jose people. Cal- Stanley Johnson, the guy from Arizona. Uh, Glenn Robinson, the third from Michigan. Who's their best player, Blake Griffin? Yeah, After Blake. Him. Blake's still their best player. Drummond. So he's good? Yeah, Drummond's pretty good. That sounds like a really right. bad roster. They're not any good, right? They're 16 and 18. They're okay. Oh, man. They're hanging around. That sounds like that's just how good. That's just how good Blake is. That's just how good Blake is. Mm. All right, Seth, good talking to you. Um, we, tr- we tried something different with the audio. I'm hoping it sounds a lot better. If it doesn't, blame me, and we'll go back to the old way next time. But I uh, love you all. We'll talk soon. Uh, good start to 2019. Uh, hope you guys uh, all accomplish your dreams. Seth, do you have any resolutions? To help you accomplish 1,500 hours of content. Okay. Okay. That's not bad. Be a good, That's a good be answer. A good brother and a son. Good answer. Good answer. To just to be loving. To be a good guy. To be a, to oh. be a decent man. Wow. Probably a tear to my eye, Seth. Mainly help you accomplish love- 1,500 hours of content. Well, I think you should focus on being a good brother and son and all that stuff, too. But, uh, wow, I'm pretty touched. All right. Seth, LSU to score a touchdown to go back ahead of UCF. They're playing a pretty fun game, 17-14 to 14 LSU. All right, Seth, I love you. I'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Bye-bye, buddy. Love you, too.